Hello. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. My name's Sophie. And I'm your other host, Avo Dristol, at No Money No Honey on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Bingo Daddy on Twitter with two Ys. <laughs> I should start plugging my Instagram because I like want more followers, but uh, I also like don't want to. <laughs> so you don't want more followers? I do, but I just don't want to say it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you obviously have way more followers on Twitter than you do on Instagram, too. Yeah, I have like 500 followers on Instagram. Yeah, I have, like, four-plus times as many followers on Twitter as I do on Instagram, mm-hmm. which I hate. Mine is about like, the same ratio. Yeah. Your numbers are just higher. Yeah. You have a private Instagram, though. Yeah. Which is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> also, you don't have the same... You don't have trans- brand consistency. Sorry. <laughs> you can't be, like, on Instagram as... That's why I don't on say Twitter. it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I fucking hate having more Twitter followers than Instagram followers. Just, like, people are trying to just hammer it into my head that I'm funnier than I am hot. And I won't stand for it. Well, if you didn't post selfies on Twitter, people might follow you on Instagram. But they can see that you're hot and also that you're funny on Twitter. That's true. Instagram's a harder medium to be funny on. That's true. Yeah. It's impossible. Have you ever searched the funny videos section of Instagram? Absolutely not. (laughs) I would never do that. Please don't. The The whole theme of <laughs> really hot Instagram model chicks making quote-unquote funny videos is really just a signifier of how quickly the end times are coming upon us. <laughs> I saw a tweet that someone wrote that said that, like, Emily Radzikowski types are just, like, the end result of the Salem witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? People trying to control their own narrative. <laughs> like, young women who have no control over their lives just trying to determine their own narrative. <laughs> that's true. If you're hot and you're dead at other stuff, that's, like, extremely honorable. Yeah. Obviously, that's your right. Good for you. Hot rights. But there's honor in admitting that you're just really hot. Yeah. You have nothing else going for you. You don't have to make... And you're, you just have big tits and a 23-inch waist on Instagram. That's fine. That's good and fine and ideologically pure. Pure. You can have <laughs> hobbies, but you don't need to be good at them. And you don't need to subject us to your other interests. No, it's like right? when Britney Spears posts pictures of her, like, fourth grader as refrigerator art on Instagram. It's like, oh. <laughs> that's so nice she's so beautiful (laughs) she's so good at dancing (laughs) why would anyone be bothered about whether or not she's actually singing right (laughs) reese witherspoon posted a video of herself being taught how to tiktok by like a 15 year old tiktoker who i think is maybe like her nephew or something okay and then at the end she like makes a tiktok but it's really bad but i really think she was trying hard and it's like oh that's sweet Celebrities are so cringe because they've been outside of the realm of what is, like, what you would be bullied for if you weren't insanely famous for so long. It's like when Biden admitted that he hadn't been in a grocery store since the 1970s. Yeah. Like, he's never been in a grocery store that has a, a like, ATM payment system. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like when Jerry Seinfeld wrote that joke that was like, how do people even pay for Ubers? Are Ubers free? <laughs> No. <laughs> it's like, we, we get it. You have, a, like, 14,000, like, fucking classic car, luxury cars. Are Ubers free? <laughs> God, that drives me insane. Greatest comedian of all time. All right. Guys, big things today. It's the Ottawa Wiener Dog Parade. We no, did not bring Bobby. Nobody told me. I thought you knew. I'm sorry. Why the fuck would I know about that? Oh, I I mentioned it the other day. I don't know. Maybe I didn't say when it was. Put it in my doodle calendar. Well, we'll bring him next year. Okay. What else is up? I've been looking at apartments. Mm -hmm. So far, I'm I'm 0 for 2 apartments that I've gone to see so Mm -hmm. far. Somebody no-showed on us in Gatineau at the first one. And the second one was just an absolute roach motel. Ev has joined the struggle that I've been experiencing since April. Yeah. I think she's going to find an apartment faster than I have, but... Because I'm actively looking. 
Yeah, like, just because you can go at any point to see something. Because the big problem is that people will rent it to the person right before you're supposed to show up. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, fair. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody needs housing. Mm -hmm. But I've been no-showed 25-plus times. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The rental market is an absolute disaster here. It is. Yeah, I'm uh, hosting a show at Algonquin College on Thursday. It's some, like, fucking, like, pride show. I don't know. It's, It's literally October. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still reeling about that fucking apartment that I looked at that was full of roaches. I was like, oh, damn, this place really is pet friendly. The guy who showed it to us was literally like the Crypt Keeper, too. Oh, God. He he opened it. He was old, but more so. Oh, he was like on the plane between life and death. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. He just had a very ghostly energy. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> renting an apartment from my ghost landlord <laughs> do you hear the tales of the crypt theme play when he opened the door <laughs> yeah it was really weird so sketchy i hate that yeah well back to hitting the hitting the rental boards yeah i hope i can find myself a nice apartment in la belle province <laughs> <laughs> don't say it like that that makes it sound like you're moving far away <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 minutes away. It's just a different problem. All right. Should we talk about stuff? Yeah. So the climate change strikes were this week, mm-hmm. with the first one being on September 20th, and then another series of strikes on September 27th. Yes. Worldwide, primarily organized by young people, like high school-aged people, but open to all. Yeah, um, I think the one in Ottawa got a pretty good turnout. There was a couple businesses that actually, like, closed so that their employees could go, which is cool. That's cool, definitely. It had more turnout than Canada Day did. Nice. Which is sweet. It's, like, more people came together and waved signs for (laughs) impending climate doom than they (laughs) did for nationalism, which is sweet. A change for the better. <laughs> Our uh, prime minister was also at the climate change strike, which is like hilarious, so fucking lame. Yeah, pretty brave of him to show his face at climate change protest after he bought the transracial pipeline. <laughs> Good one. <Thanks. laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was kind of lame. It's like, bro, you're literally in charge of the country. Why don't you just do something? That's what politicians do, right? No, like, I They just know. show their face. Uh, yeah. He was there. Elizabeth May was there. Jagmeet Singh was at the one in Victoria. Fair. The leader of the NDP. Andrew Scheer said that he would not be attending any sort of climate event, which is on brand for the conservatives. Except for the one we're currently experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> He's being subjected. <laughs> he's a VIP guest. He's uh, he's choosing to sit out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Apparently, the Edmonton protest was the one that had the most... I don't know if I would say counter-protesters, but people were showing up with signs in support of the oil industry. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't see that here. No, definitely not. And they were interviewing even college-aged kids, and they were like, well, the pipeline did make a lot of jobs. <laughs> Jesus. There was, like, this old man that my family knows that posted on Facebook about it, and he was like, would have been interesting to see if people had turned up for it if it was on a weekend. Seems like an excuse to skip work. Okay. (laughs) It wouldn't have worked if people weren't not showing up to work or school. That's literally how strikes work. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I think it's dope what Greta Thunberg has done. So, like, she started in 2018 and she was doing what was called, like, Fridays for Future. So what she did was she sat in front of Swedish Parliament every day for three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then after that, every Friday. And honestly, like, this and the youth climate strike in general is the most legitimate reason to skip school. Yeah. Like, when I was in high school, like, the best we had to offer was, like, stepping school to, like, get fingered behind a church or something. <laughs> or go tan. <laughs> yeah. And then get fingered. <laughs> <laughs> the central event was getting fingered. Like, what you did before and after was really up to you. <laughs> I'm sure teens are still <laughs> finding, finding ways. Getting fingered at the climate change versus <laughs> protest. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so she started this with the Fridays for the what was it called? Fridays for Future? Fridays for Future. Yeah. So her initial thing that she was doing was she was sitting in front of Swedish Parliament. Yeah. She was handing out these pamphlets that said, You adults are shitting on my future. <laughs> Which is honestly just like a briefer version of the speech that she gave at the UN Youth Climate Summit this past week <laughs> in New York. She gave a really, really emotional yeah. speech. It was good. I didn't like it. I thought it was I'm fine. gonna be honest. I think that it's cool that her message is really simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's like, just listen to the science, just listen to the science. We need to do more. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's very linear. It's easy. It's dope that, like, a bunch of scientists signed off on what she's doing and the other youth are doing because, obviously, they're right. Yeah. But they're also... They're, like, probably trapped in, like, the optimism of youth. I think that it's cool that they're being anger and they're actually mobilized yeah i think that it's really interesting that it's like some people have been critical of her because they're essentially like tone policing right her message okay i have a quote here that somebody said i think it was the minister of environment in france right because okay. france has been hugely oppositional to what she's trying to do yeah of course and they said you can't mobilize with despair or even hate which is the stupidest shit that i've ever heard yeah, like, first of all, of course you can, and second of all, I don't really think that's what she's doing. No. It's just, like, not true. <laughs> she's angry, of course, because, you know, as young people, we are all being forced to live in a dying planet by no fault of our own. Yeah. Like, we were born onto this planet when it was probably starting to be too late. The point when they should have done something. Exactly. Yeah. Far beyond that point for her. She was born in 2003. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> really dark. Definitely. And also, I just think that that's objectively wrong. If you think about any successful political movement that began with protests, mm-hmm. it they all had roots in civil unrest. Of course. Think about the civil rights movements. You think black people weren't fucking angry? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, unfortunately, that's the emotion that normally actually motivates people to do something, right? Like, yeah. once you transition over into feeling helpless or a sense of despair or sadness, that's when it's too late to get people to do anything because you feel like there's no point that's when people shift into nihilism Mm -hmm. which is dangerous especially when it comes to young people absolutely because we would hope that these would be the people who have you know the energy and yeah essentially the idealism to be out there protesting thinking that they can make a difference totally which clearly they can in the case of Greta hopefully Mm -hmm. well even just the fact that people are paying attention is like already making a difference right yeah definitely so (laughs) like protests have looked different everywhere Mm -hmm. one thing that i thought was interesting is people have been doing what's called a die-in in some places which actually might be better for some of you like lazy protesters or more like apathetic depressed protesters because you just go to the place where the protest is happening and just pretend that you're dead interesting you just lay down i don't know how i feel about that I think that it is dramatic and unnecessary. I think they could just protest at Nova Scotia Power instead of lying in front of it and pretending to be dead, but... The reason I don't really like it is because the concept of a die-in is something that was taken from the AIDS crisis, where people who were dying from AIDS would literally go to legislative buildings and die in front of them because they were dying from AIDS. Oh, and it was I called the not... die-in, which was a play off a sit-in, which is what they did during the civil rights movement, where black people would go into businesses where they weren't supposed to be and sit down and refuse to leave, right? Right. So they were doing die-ins, and they would, yeah, they would literally die in front of legislature buildings. Whoa, I did so, not know that. Not a huge fan of that. All right. Good to know. A little bit of context. Yeah. <laughs> just seems kind of reductive. That's funny. I thought that they were just being, like, drama queens. No. But... <laughs> I mean, they are. (laughs) It's like, okay, you're not, like, actually dying right now. (laughs) Die for real or shut up. (laughs) You're not taking your last dying breath in front of Ronald Reagan. Like, okay. (laughs) 
That's so funny. So there's been, like, a huge media circus around Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. or whatever, obviously. So, like, they made a documentary called Make the World Greta Again. And I just want to say someone should be fired for this title. Yeah. <laughs> someone at Vice News should be fired. Probably everyone at Vice should be fired. Yeah. Vice should be probably disbanded. Yes. Because it's just, like, why has Make America Great Again just become such a widely spread slogan because it's catchy. Yeah. Obviously, people remember it. The iconography is simple. But it's just been co-opted and shifted People so many times that it almost pays lip service to the movement. The original. It does. People always say it's a, a message of hate, but then they keep using it. To own the conservatives or whatever. Yeah, like it doesn't... But it doesn't, it doesn't work. It just makes... It just promotes the stickiness of the original slogan. slogan. It's like when people wear the red hat with mm-hmm. a different slogan on it. Yeah. And it's like, well, who the fuck's going to know what it says unless they get right up close? Yes, right? exactly. And also, it's just hack. It's like you didn't respect the climate movement and Greta Thunberg enough to think up an actual title. <laughs> Put for some her, thought into it. <laughs> for her climate change movement. Which is A, global, so it's not just focused in the United States. And B, has fucking nothing to do with Donald Trump. She's not even American. No. <laughs> like, it's embarrassing. It makes no sense. Greta's sister's name is Betta. Really? <laughs> yeah. Greta and Betta? I, I know I'm not Swedish, but that's so funny to me. That is pretty funny. <laughs> so she's a little sister, and her mom is a famous opera singer. Okay, how much more Swedish can they get? I know, I know. So, (laughs) Greta, like, famously took a sailboat Mm -hmm. from England to New York in order to essentially, you know, symbolically reject air travel in terms of reducing one's carbon footprint or whatever when she came to speak in New York and then in Montreal. But she also apparently made her mom give up international air travel. For her opera career. For her opera (laughs) career. And by extension of that, her mom had to seriously, like, essentially give up up how much opera she sings. Well, I mean, that's, like, kind of fair. What? (laughs) Well, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to support my daughter in her dream of, like, saving the world so that she can have a life, but I'm not going to give up flying on planes. Yeah, but that's her job. Yes, but (laughs) everybody who seriously cares about climate change needs to realize that they need to make some pretty serious changes in their lives if they actually want to do anything. True. Right? Yeah. Like, if she actually gives a fuck, it makes sense. I just think it's symbolic, though. You know? I guess... But, like, think about it this way. Like, one person quitting their job... So that they don't travel on airplanes. It's like, sure, it would probably put strain on her relationship with her daughter. But... Maybe. But, like, what parent in the world would stop flying planes because their, like, 14-year-old daughter was like, you can't do that anymore? I guess the point, though, is, like, yeah, she's just one person. Mm -hmm. And it is symbolic. But it's symbolic of the sacrifice that other people need to make. So, like, if people are looking at this movement and then they're like, oh, her mom doesn't even give a shit. Why would I care? Nobody else is going to change anything either. And it's not on individuals necessarily to change things because, like, we are not the greatest contributors to climate change. It's corporations. Yes. But it still matters. Of course. I just reject the notion that, like, anyone's individual differences is really going to do anything to greatly reduce climate change when like 70 percent of emissions are or more are due to like large corporations also i'm kind of making myself laugh picturing like a liberal feminist type whose entire rejection of greta thunberg and the climate change movement is that it's keeping her mom like a opera singer girl boss like out of the (laughs) workforce opera singer girl boss i've never (laughs) conceived that sentence before <laughs> but thank you so much they're like that. they're like fuck Greta and her climate change her mom's just trying to fly around the world and get the bag and meanwhile the this notes. woman has never left her own country and does not own a passport <laughs> <laughs> 
so funny. Her mom's also kind of an icon because she has a massive, like, botched boob job, but yes. she also has no Botox. I know. Which is such a psychotic <laughs> combination. That can't be good for her lungs. To have a ma- massive fake tits? Yeah. It must compress her. You think it's not just, like, an intermuscular boob job, it's, like, an interrib cage boob job. Well, it puts weight on it, right? So. That's true. Silicone is stored in the lungs. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Seriously, they wrote a book about Greta and Betta's <laughs> childhood. Keep it together. Uh, yeah, and like her journey towards being Greta's mom and giving up opera singing and whatever. And the mom's face is just on the cover. And she looks like a hardened old crone who's been like carved into the side of a mountain. With like huge I tits. D- with huge tits. <laughs> Doing an environmental praxis by being on a no-fly list. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I can't take airplanes. (laughs) That's my activism. But also, they published a book of all of Greta's speeches, and it's called No One is Too Small to Make a Difference, which is about how important it is to stay skinny while you're doing activism. And that is why you are a very successful activist. (laughs) Activism is about being skinny. Sometimes it is. It is for Dreda Thunberg's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Should we talk about... Yeah. Do you have any other notes about... (laughs) No. No. Nope. That's it. I don't feel like talking about Justin Trudeau anymore, so... No. He's been pretty... uh... Sorry, okay. Did you see the newest blackface video of him? Yeah. Where it's his whole body? Yeah. He did his lights too, and it looks like he shoved a banana in his pants? Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, racist. I know. <laughs> like, that one didn't even seem like it was that long ago. No. Because the video quality was pretty, pretty high. Good. yeah. <laughs> I love that he did his lights because you could see them through the ripped jeans. Putting himself in the hospital for uh, depriving his skin of oxygen by doing blackface. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. What if Justin Trudeau did shoe polish blackface so many times he like <laughs> gave himself lymphoma? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's gotta be bad for you. It is bad for you. <laughs> Racism he's is just, bad for you. He's just, he knows it's harming him, but he's just addicted to he's addicted. racist costuming. <laughs> he's addicted. <laughs> My strange addiction shoe f- polish blackface. Black <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. My strange addiction Halloween store afro wigs. <laughs> My strange addiction uh, <laughs> Native American headdress Halloween costumes. Yes. Yes. Every year I say I'm going to do something different, but then I open my closet and it's just, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of uh, my strange addictions, Mm -hmm. Mark Ronson, uh, famously associated with producing Uptown Funk. I hate that song. Me too. It's so bad. It's my least favorite Bruno Mars song, and I've listened to that song when I was your man, which is the one where he cries the whole time about how he was a bad boyfriend, and it's like ultimate cuck shit. Yeah, it's the worst (laughs) song. (laughs) (laughs) He came out last week as sapiosexual and is now apologized and walked back on this statement okay (laughs) so this confirms my lifelong suspicion that straight men think that being into smart girls is queer yes (laughs) so he claims that he didn't really say that Mm -hmm. apparently he was on good morning britain and he said i feel like i identify as sapiosexual because they were asking him how he felt about sapiosexuality, and then he was like, okay, give me a definition. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's when you're into smart people. And he was like, oh, that sounds great, of course. Why wouldn't you like people who are smart? And then it got taken out of context, and everybody was like, Mark Ronson comes out as sapiosexual. <laughs> so he walked it back, and he was like, I didn't say I was queer. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, he's homophobic. <laughs> no! <laughs> Listen, I've been on Tumblr 
Right. You know? So I've shared all sorts of images of, like, skinny girls with messy buns, like, lying, half-clothed in a pile of books. You've shared them? Of course. (laughs) I am aware of sapiosexuality. (laughs) I'm aware. When it's applied to a skinny white woman with way too many hair extensions. Lying in a pile of books. Lying in a pile of books. But this was my first time I'd ever seen it used to identify, like, an alternate sexual preference right right like kind of i was like is this the new pansexual it's like i'm just attracted to anyone who's smart i'm not exactly like i'm not attracted to any specific gender i'm attracted to people like the (laughs) who are smart addendum (laughs) yes exactly yeah (laughs) so that's the thing is like obviously i don't think he said that clearly but Mm -hmm. that's how people took it so i guess that must be a thing in some circles, if people were interpreting it that way. Probably. Right? Like, there was already precedent. If you can think of a way that people describe their sexuality and it it makes you upset and it makes you wish you were, like, put into a tiny pod and just shot off the planet, it exists and people call themselves that. Absolutely. I think that every facet of sapiosexual discourse is just truly ridiculous because it's like people who are identifying it as sapiosexual it's like you're disgusting and also everybody has qualities that they prioritize over every st- of course everything obviously lots of people like like smart people yeah but i mean right okay it doesn't need to be your whole thing yes <laughs> it's embarrassing it feels like a red flag to me and it's probably just because my friend's really abusive ex-boyfriend identified as sapiosexual, and then mm. all he would do was, like, berate her about how she wasn't smart enough all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, that's kind of what you're setting yourself up for mm-hmm. in a dynamic where someone is, like, I'm attracted to you because of this very specific thing. Mm-hmm. That's my sexual preference. Definitely. You're setting yourself up to be, like, mm-hmm. judged for that constantly. Right. Like, I love big dumb guys. Yeah. And if my boyfriend skips the gym or picks up a book, I'm like, we've talked about this. <laughs> How many fucking times, Michael? <laughs> and I like straight girls. So mm. if they try to eat my pussy, I'm like, we're over. <laughs> you're, you're like, get out of there. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> You can't make me come. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I also feel like people were doing a bunch of discourse about how being sapiosexual is ableist. Yeah. And I'm seeing all this shit about how it's like, it's not ableist to call people stupid. Unless no. they're like clinically low iq or something right then it's mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's ableist sure but more so it's just like something you really shouldn't say yeah if we're not allowed to call dumb people dumb anymore some people are just dumb dumb. and it's not it's okay there were lots of people with learning disabilities or like intellectual disabilities that are smart yeah and there are lots of people who have no disorders related to that at all who are complete total fucking idiots oh yeah and i stand for my rights to call those people what they are (laughs) fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) because otherwise you just let them get away with it yeah so both sides of the safety of sexual thing are are stupid yeah so stupid also, I feel also, like, like intelligence is kind of subjective, right? That's why it's it's mm-hmm. annoying. It's like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Intelligence is subjective sounds like something that it's true, but it also <laughs> sounds like something that a guy who's just like really good at basketball but like stupid at everything else would say. <laughs> He's really smart at basketball. I'm I'm body smart. I have kinetic intelligence. Some people are really smart at getting pregnant. <laughs> I don't tell that joke anymore. <laughs> Not me. I'm barren as the sunken valley. <laughs> I've never heard that saying before. Okay? It's, not a real, it's not a real expression. I don't think I can have a baby because I've been being sexually irresponsible for so long and I've just never gotten pregnant. Wouldn't count on it. Okay. Well, I'll keep trying. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. The other thing that's like 
bothers me specifically about sapien sexuality is like straight guys love acting like they're brave for being into into smart women guys love being like i would always date an ugly girl before i would date a stupid girl and it's like no you wouldn't you would convince (laughs) yourself that a girl who was an eight out of ten plus was really smart if that yes, was your actual commitment. And also, I would say that most women are smarter mm-hmm. than the vast majority of men. Yeah. It's just whether men are willing to acknowledge that they're smart or not. Yeah. Like, and men will act like their girlfriends are so stupid, and they're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. 90% of the time. Definitely. They just... They will act like their girlfriends are stupid for caring about things that they consider to be frivolous. Exactly. They'll be like, my girlfriend's so stupid, she loves reality TV. Like, okay. My girlfriend's so stupid, she spends half an hour curling her hair every morning. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, stop acting like you don't like having a hot girlfriend. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Also, like, men who refer to themselves as sapiosexuals or who love thinking that they love smart girls, it's like, yeah, every guy loves a smart girl who's just a little bit less smart than they are. Yeah. They don't. They don't like women that are smarter than smarter them. Because that mates your dick soft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In a lot of... I want her to give me brain, not have a brain. <laughs> yes. 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 Relatable. Yes. <laughs> Guys, like, use sapiosexual in order to detract attention from the fact that they, like are seen only dating, like, let's say, like, skinny, young, conventionally attractive women and then they're like no i actually really like her for her brain and it's like no you're you're actually allowed to date that person and like their brain but also admit that you like them because they're They're conventionally attractive yeah (laughs) we all know you're not better than other people for quote unquote not caring about looks Yes, and also, objectively, if you're dating a hot person, we can all ascertain that you do care about looks, of regardless of what you're telling us all. It's like, oh, I don't we care about looks, she just happens your to be girlfriend. hot. Uh, yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> what if, like, Zizek was like, yeah, I don't care about looks, I just married an insanely hot 19-year-old because <laughs> I wanted to hear what she thinks about stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Date us even though we're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so sick of like, I'm going to keep calling it alternate sexualities and I'm sorry if that's heteronormative, but also (laughs) I I don't care. So don't DM me about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we talk impeachment? Yes. Impeach Trump now. (laughs) Impeachment. Yeah, I got an orange headache, and it's time to impeach. <laughs> I actually got followed by somebody on Twitter whose street name was uh, I got an orange headache. Hmm. How did these people find me? I'm like the least resistance that person ever. Feed. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, people are moving to impeach Trump for... Crimes. Yes, possibly for the first thing that will be considered legitimate. Like, the earlier impeachment attempts, like, during the Mueller report and everything, like, didn't end up holding water, even though, like, his lawyer was convicted and whatnot. Yeah. But this time it seems kind of legitimate because what happened was there's evidence that Trump and his attorney, Rudy Giuliani... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to pressure people in the Ukraine to give them information about Hunter Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden's son. And that Trump basically withheld military aid that was supposed to be sent to the Ukraine in order to pressure these Ukrainians to give him information about Hunter Biden. Right. Yeah. So So that's what he did. Yeah. I have a question. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but Mm -hmm. why would people in the Ukraine have information about Hunter Biden? I don't know. Okay. I couldn't figure that part out. I don't know why the Ukrainians specifically would have information about Hunter Biden, or maybe they just have, like, good resources to spot on people or something like that. That's probably it. So this is the second attempt again, like, after the whole collusion 
Russia Gate thing, and then no, the third attempt after the whole collusion Russia Gate thing, and then the Grepper <laughs> continued, yeah, Michael Cohen stuff, and then mm-hmm. this now, and this seems like it, it's pretty legitimate, and this would be the if they go through with this trial, Donald Trump will be the third president to be impeached. Yes, but. Okay, so the way that impeachment trials work, this is some pretty dry stuff, everybody. Uh, the way that impeachment trials work is that you can be impeached but not removed. Yeah. So Bill Clinton was impeached mm-hmm. in 1989. Mm-hmm. Andrew Johnson was impeached in 1868. Yeah. <laughs> there was a movement to impeach Richard Nixon, but he resigned yes. before it went to proceedings. Fair. Probably because he knew he didn't stand a chance. No. <laughs> but they need to have two-thirds votes to convict. Okay. In order to actually remove the president. Okay. So Andrew Johnson was one vote short of being removed. Okay. Bill Clinton was 22 votes short of being, of removed. being removed. Right. So what, how many votes do they need to be impeached but not removed? Oh, if they go to trial, they're considered to be impeached. Oh, okay, cool. But there needs to be a vote to see if they'll go to trial. So as of now, 252 Democrats and one independent have voted to impeach Trump. Trump, like to go to the trial. And then in order for him to be removed, two thirds of those people will have to vote to to convict him. Exactly. And if he's convicted, the worst thing that can happen is he'll be removed from the presidency, yeah. it has no bearings in, like, a court of law. You yeah. can't serve time It's a or separate anything. thing. Exactly. I read something about Richard Nixon about his, like, mm-hmm. specific case because I think he ended up, although he stepped down, mm-hmm. he was, like, they went ahead with some sort of trial anyways and mm-hmm. he was, like, convicted of uh, collusion and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But he was actually, um, he was exonerated later on by a future president. Yeah. Yeah. Which is untrusted. It is interesting. After he died. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew Johnson basically got impeached for just acting in ways that were considered not to be presidential. Energy. Like, so for just getting drunk and saying bad stuff, which is pretty cool. It's like, who was hearing it? It was the 1800s. Yeah. They didn't even have, they hadn't (laughs) even invented the light bulb yet. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if we were living our lives by 1868 standards, Donald Trump would have already been impeached. Oh, yeah. For just, he like, have been president. just like his behavior. But we don't really do that stuff anymore. <laughs> Bill Clinton got impeached for, uh, you know, getting that under the desk head. Not really. He got impeached for <laughs> cover, covering up getting, getting that, that under, under the, the desk, desk head. <laughs> he covered up that uh, intern pussy. I was looking up shit about Bill Clinton's impeachment, and one of the first things that came up was, like, a women's magazine article that was called, Monica Lewinsky reveals the sexy trick she used to seduce President Bill Clinton. (laughs) That's, like, awful. So funny. She was so hot. She was so hot. hot. She's still hot. Yeah, she's still hot. Monica Lewinsky could get it. Yeah. Yeah, I I get why. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. She looks kind of ugly for a phase there, like, after the trials and stuff. She was probably really stressed. Yeah. But she, like, kind of cut off her hair and stuff. But she looked sexy in the pictures with Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. And then she looked sexy now. Yeah. Well, they probably, like, uglied her up for the proceedings. Oh, true. Because... You have to make her a credible. The Madonna horror complex. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) It's true. Oh my god. Please kill me if they ever make me look ugly when I go to court. (laughs) (laughs) I was just laughing because I was like, Cosmopolitan Magazine should really be sticking to like 47 ways to like tie a scrunchie to your man's nutsack or whatever the fuck they normally do. I can't believe they published a story that was one sexy. Monica Lewinsky reveals one sexy trick. (laughs) It was like, I let, I let the president take advantage of me because he was in a position of power. (laughs) You know what though? And I I know know, know that what he did was wrong, 
But who wouldn't have? Oh, of course. He was also hot. That's the sexy trick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The sexy trick was not being Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Being literally anybody (laughs) besides Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Was Hillary Clinton ever hot? Nope. Mm. I looked it up. Okay, thank you, because I did not. (laughs) No. One thing that's a really big sickness about this whole (laughs) impeachment discourse is that, like, Radlibs and, like, I'm still with her 2019 Twitter users are crafting up this, like, elaborate game of, like, fantasy legislation, like, fantasy football, but, like, for the legislative process. So, basically, what they want to happen, what would have to happen is that when Trump gets impeached, Mike Pence would also have to get impeached. Yes. And then, automatically, the presidency would go to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Right. Nancy Pelosi would nominate Hillary Clinton to be her vice president, and then, out of respect for Hillary Clinton, she would step down, and then we would have the Hillary Clinton presidency we were all waiting for, for in 2016. <laughs> yes. Um, she would be a real Kim Campbell, American no. style. <laughs> Useless. Kim Campbell was the Prime Minister of Canada for approximately nine months in 1993. She was our first and only female Canadian Prime Minister. Okay. Um, okay, so the problem there is that there's no reason to impeach Mike Pence. No. I do really resent people that say Mike Pence, having Mike Pence as president would be worse, though. Really? Like, everybody's like, oh, if Donald Trump gets impeached, then Mike Pence is just going to be president, and that's so much worse, because I think they're giving him too much credit as being intelligent. Really? I don't think he's a great politician. He mm-hmm. obviously is slightly more intelligent. But he's smarter than Trump. He's smarter than Trump, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's a particularly good president. And he's still a Republican. And, like, I really think people would lose a lot of confidence in Republicans if Donald Trump was impeached. And, like... He's more evil than Donald Trump, though. He's not only smarter. He's also, he's like... He's less he, stupid. He's extremely Christian and has a way that's worse fair. record on gay rights and abortion. Yeah, that's fair. Donald Trump was pro... He was, was a Democrat until Pro-gay marriage and... Exactly. Pro-choice mm-hmm. until he ran. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Donald Trump's children didn't vote for him in the primaries because they forgot to switch their uh, voting registration to Republican? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but just the, the legacy of stupidity is honestly truly impressive. It sucks that Ivanka's kind of hot. She is, but she has like the world's skinniest nose. Do yeah. we think it's real? No, I think she's had a nose job. You think But she probably got one at like 19. Okay. Yeah. So, like, picture this. Like, so, like, what? Ten years ago, mm-hmm. Ivanka is getting a nose job. It's ten years ago from today, five years after the picture of her sitting in Trump's lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus and now Christ. she's showing her nipples at the UN. Honestly, good for her. I didn't. I didn't see the issue. It's not, it doesn't quite have the international intrigue of when <laughs> magazines like tabloids publish stories about like women having nip slips when they're like saving people from drowning at the beach and stuff. Oh God, Was that yeah. Heidi Klum? It was Heidi Klum, I think, yeah. Iconic. Yeah, I was like, okay, she's literally saving a human life. <laughs> <laughs> but free the nipple, I guess. Yes. Go off. <laughs> Heidi Klum frees the nipple while saving a man from drowning. <laughs> That is literally the level boss. of convoluted, like, pseudo-political, but, like, mostly yellow journalism take that you get from, like, American tabloids. I know. It's, like, lobotomy. <laughs> lobotomy goals, indeed. My whole take on this entire impeachment thing is that nobody should ever be named Hunter. Absolutely not. <laughs> is Hunter Biden one of the hot ones? Let me check. Okay. I'm let's, sorry. Uh, let's get a, I'm let's doing get a lot a re- of hot rights in this episode. That's okay. But... Let's get a real-time review of whether or not Hunter Biden is hot. In fact, we're going to have to take a break because I really got a piss. So do I. Wow. Perfect. We should try to draw streams. <laughs> okay. You piss in the sink, I'll piss in the tub. One, two, three, go. go. Neither of us piss in the toilet. Dude, I think my bladder control is getting worse because I keep pissing outside. Really? Like, it's like I'm not just waiting till I get home. I I'm pissing, you... like, two minutes away from my house. You know I thought what you I mean? were just living your life as a free man on the land. 
You're establishing that you're a sovereign citizen by refusing to piss indoors anymore. You're an anarcho-primitivist. Well, I am, but... Hunter Biden. Not really. He's not ugly. Mm. What? Do you think he's ugly? He has bad teeth. Okay. Yeah, that's, like, not really acceptable. His wife is fucking weird looking. <laughs> he's got a big-ass chin. All right, let's look at what Joe Biden's other children look like. Oh, yeah, his son died. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I think, you know how people used to spread a rumor that Trump had syphilis, like, brain syphilis? Yeah. I think, like, Joe Biden has brain syphilis. Okay. How come none of them have ditch syphilis? Because they're sapiosexuals. Because there's different types of syphilis. <laughs> Don't you have to get it from your dick and then it goes yeah. to your brain? It gets becomes chronic instead of acute. It's like Lyme disease. Okay. It's fake. <laughs> syphilis is Lyme disease for men. That's true. Lyme disease is just for women with fake tits that love hiking. <laughs> like Yolanda Hadid. <laughs> Literally. Lyme disease queen. Said she got it because her fake tits leaked into her lymph nodes. Breast implant. Breast uh, implant illness. Illness. She did. I do believe that she had that. I think that that's real. Yeah. But it doesn't make me not want to get massive fake tits. You just need to make sure you don't fall down the stairs. Because she fell down the stairs and popped one of her Mm -hmm. implants and it leaked into her chest cavity. <laughs> so just like what if I don't get pushed down the stairs? Only only started with the way I run my mouth. <laughs> what if I got huge fake tits and then I refused to go to any venues that weren't accessible, like that only <laughs> even one flight of stairs? <laughs> like you saw what happened to Yolanda Hadid, didn't you, <laughs> Yolanda? You'll never do comedy again. <laughs> what if you became the face of like accessibility rights for comedians? Because <laughs> you got huge feet tits. Massive feet tits. <laughs> <laughs> then how would people react to me on stage? That would just make it so much worse. <laughs> Not if you told that as a joke off top. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody calm down. So basically the DBM stance is that hot rights is accessible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we will be opening a GoFundMe for my massive, completely impractical breast implants. <laughs> I want them too, but I only want to get one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough. We're going to move on. <laughs> Do you hate me? <laughs> That's psychotic. <laughs> Did you know that if you have one really big titty and one really small titty, the government of Ontario will cover your boob job? No. You have to prove mental distress. <laughs> you have to be Well, every to prove woman is that, mentally distressed, that, so that's easy. <laughs> that your titties are so ugly that it's making you mentally ill, and then you'll get a free boob job. Damn. <laughs> are you saying I could fix my problem? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like when I found out I could get a free nose job, even though... But just getting punched really hard in the face? Well, no, because I've broken my nose three times and I have a deviated septum. It just doesn't look like it's been broken. But if you can prove that your septum was deviated from getting a broken nose, you can get a free nose job. Oh, what a cruel world we live in where someone who already has a perfect <laughs> nose could get a free nose job. Sorry. It's like, Ray! <laughs> On your wedding. (laughs) Should we talk about the internet? Yes. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Okay. All right. Do you have a beep this week? I do. What is making you angry this week? I'm angry because I deleted a tweet Mm -hmm. where I said, call my pussy Kamala because she locks up single moms. Hilarious. Thank you. And I deleted it because... People kept quote tweeting me and calling me racist. Ridiculous. And I know that I shouldn't have deleted it, but like nobody was online to back me up at the time. And I was worried that I was going to start getting dogpiled because they all had like 20k followers. 
Yeah, you honestly, you should have just muted it because it was a really good tweet. And I'm not saying you did anything wrong because obviously you have the right to like your online sanity or whatever. But honestly, the more you tweet funny things and you have more followers now, the more people are going to see your tweet and they're not going to like them. That's true. Honestly, regardless of whether or not you're saying anything wrong, which in that case you obviously weren't. Yeah, I know I shouldn't have deleted it, but oh well. Um, but it did, it did bother me that people were calling me racist because, uh, I don't think I'm racist. (laughs) Well, and it's like, it shouldn't bother you because like, that was a horribly bad take to say that criticizing Kamala Harris is obviously racist just because, just because she's black. She's also a fucking cop and she shouldn't be like a a serious choice for like the upcoming presidency. No. So what identity categories she fits into have to do with it. This is literally the exact same logic as people who say that if you don't like Hillary Clinton, you're a sexist. Exactly, yeah. You're a misogynist. It it holds literally no water. You don't hate Kamala Harris because she's black. You hate her because she's a cop. But it also shouldn't make people above critique just because they fit into a marginalized, a marginalized identity. identity. Yeah. Well, people kept retweeting it and being like, the joke is that she locks up a lot of black women. And it's like, I didn't say that. She's locked up. She does lock up a lot of black women. Yeah, and that's not, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris's work has really done a million times more racism than could even be like really reached for in that tweet that you made (laughs) thank you i thought so (laughs) someone retweeted it and was like couldn't you have just used uh one of your white family members that's probably a cop and it's like okay first of all nobody would know who that is so it wouldn't be funny second of all uh none of my family members are cops thank you very much also third of all are we still acting like there aren't black cops yeah apparently of course there are (laughs) there are Cops of every race. Yeah. There are a lot of black cops in the States. I will go on record and say that no one in my family is a cop. (laughs) Fair enough. No one in my family is a cop either. I was seriously recruited, uh, like, headhunted by the RCMP because they're constantly looking for more native cops to send to remote reserve adjacent areas in Canada. (laughs) I had a guy come into my old workplace once who was in the RCMP and tried to get me to join. Yeah. But he also kept misgendering me. <laughs> like, he thought I was trans, and he was like, oh, we need more trans RCMP officers. <laughs> more female prison, prison guards. guards. More female prison guards, Twitter, was really upset about you calling a black literal prosecutor a cop. cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, she's failing to recognize our actual female cops that are working really hard by mislabeling Kamala as a cop. <laughs> you, d- you So you did all that police erasure. That's so, yeah. It's just such a lazy way to defend your faves to say that anyone who is criticizing them must be must racist. be bigoted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was just annoying because I was like, you obviously just like Kamala Harris. Yeah. Like, remember when people were saying that criticizing Trump is fat phobic? That was a was hilar- that serious? Yeah, oh that was God. a hilarious take. That was yeah, that's good. That's one of my favorite pieces of it, Paul. Recently, it it is lookism. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Jamila Jamil tweet. Like she was like, "Can we not? Oh yeah, can we be body posy and not attack President Trump about like his body weight?" No. No. Don't also, lo- well, like I just said, like, I got an orange headache. Like, libs love to be like, President Cheeto. People love to act like President Cheeto started the, <laughs> started the my environmental fa- crisis. My favorite discourse about Trump is, like, he's a sexual assaulter, he's a liar, he's a treason committer, and worst of all, he's ugly. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't understand why libs just won't admit that they're basically apolitical. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck. That video that just came out with the, like, guys from Queer Eye asking them what they think about Bernie Sanders, and they were just Mm -hmm. talking about how he was ugly and dressed bad the whole time. And then Jonathan Van Ness, who's literally HIV positive, said, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like Ronald Reagan didn't care about AIDS, but at least he put gel in his hair. (laughs) Like, bro. Honestly, that's almost funny. That's uh, (laughs) almost funny. yeah, if from anybody else. No, it's it's like funny because it's so dark coming from JVN. I know, because um, he's so fucking lobotomized. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's 
so obvious that the primary use of identity politics, I'm not saying that, okay, so, like, obviously, I primarily, I'm a sort of a class reductionist, like, I primarily believe in class-based analysis, and I think that identity-based analysis is also useful. Yeah, I just think that a lot of things that people try to explain away with racism or misogyny or whatever could be analyzed through the lens of class first and then those things as a secondary addendum exactly i think a lot of people fail to realize that identity politics especially when it comes to liberals are a very convenient distraction from issues at hand yeah so we should be worried about people like kamala harris and the effect that they have on poor people black communities, inner city people, single moms, like your tweet more or less said, we shouldn't be tied up in the identity politics of what color her skin was when she was doing all that All of those things, yeah. Right? I also saw an article that was called Greta Thunberg and Misogyny in the Climate Change Discourse. And it's like, why do we have to bring this into it into it when a i think people are taking greta thunberg very seriously especially considering that she's young and a female yeah but also it's a distraction from the real issues the work that people are doing in order to combat the issues of climate change yeah it's like you're not gonna have the chance to do your little free the nipple campaign if the earth (laughs) catches on fire (laughs) freeing the nipple while i put out fires in the amazon (laughs) While uh, incarcerated <laughs> single moms get sent to put out uh, forest fires in California for one cent an hour. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Anyways. I um, just want to clarify that at, at the end of the day, my tweet was about fucking single moms. <laughs> Not about Kamala Harris. Okay. <laughs> Sophie's DMs are open. I guess we should do Dumb Bitch of the Week. Yeah. Okay. It's time for Dumb Dumb Bitch bitch of of the Week. week. You got one, right? I do. So, I received a DM on Instagram. Nice. That said, are you a trad wife? You have horrible taste in music, but it would be easy to overlook that if you are a trad wife. Okay. Is this a person you know? No. Okay. This is in my message you request just on to Instagram. Because I've been ironically repost pseudo ironically reposting lawn texts posts yeah. from this account called How to Be a Submissive Wife. I know, it's funny. Yeah. And I also was posting screenshots of my Spotify playlist of songs that I had on repeat was which was just really and truly embarrassing. It it wasn't cohesive, but I mean, you would think that most people's wouldn't be. Hopefully not. Yeah. So this guy was saying he wants a trad wife and he can overlook my horrible taste in music, I think. Yeah, as long as you suck his dick and make him dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not a trad wife, you need to get a better taste in music because that's the only way you'll find a husband. Like what? (laughs) This guy probably is like, let me show you something really cool you've probably never heard before. And then he puts on like Tame Impala. Yeah, literally. (laughs) That's what he he wanted you to be like, educate me. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what's your favorite song by Matt DeMarco? (laughs) He wants you to like, yeah, just, just be like, you're right. I'm so stupid. Do you know about any Post Malone deep cuts? Does those even exist? I don't know. <laughs> you have a tweet of the week? I do. Can I eat those crackers? Yeah, they're for you. Thank you. Because I can't eat them. Yay. <laughs> My tweet of the week was, I don't think written to be a joke. Okay. But I just think it's beautiful. Okay. All right. So this is from Steph McCann at Steph underscore M-C-C-A. Okay. OMG, just found out that I'm hot because a 10-year-old kid dared his 10-year-old friend to ask me for a hug. <laughs> That's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> 
Honestly, I've been bullied by, like, groups of 11 and 10-year-old boys more than once, and every time it's, like, a huge boost to my self-esteem. <laughs> then I was... What do you mean? <laughs> One time I was sitting on a park bench outside my therapist's office waiting for it to be time for our session, and this group of boys, I guess it was like their lunch break or something from like the local middle school, came up to me and I was wearing my headphones and one of them tapped me on the shoulder. And I'm not used to being talked to by children, so I figured there must be like an issue or something. And yeah. he was like, he was like, we know you. And I was like, no, you don't. And he was like, we know you. And I was like, no, you don't. And he was like, yes, we do. You sucked his dick. And then he pointed his friend. And I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, yeah, you did. And I was like, I'm 20 redacted years old. You can't fucking talk to me like that. (laughs) And then they ran away. That's such fucking like 11 year old bullshit. Yeah. That's when you know you're hot. Yeah. Also, one time at the Salem Ross Center, like a 10 or 11 year old boy came up to me, put a dime in my hand and said, that's for last night. (laughs) I chased him for like 20 meters. <laughs> Dude, what? I know, these kids are getting really brave. They're reading that fucking pickup artist shit. Yes. That's They're for being, last night. being nagged by fucking fifth graders and I don't know how to react. That's awful. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways. <laughs> you got a tweet? I do. So my tweet is from Audrey Kaufman. My Twitter account is basically an Audrey Kaufman fan account because I just retweet her fucking constantly. She's so funny. Her ad is Kaufman Audrey. And she tweeted, do you think Taylor Swift's had sets or just hand stuff? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Taylor Swift has the exact, like, height to weight ratio of a girl who just gives dry hand jobs. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just long. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think she's good at sex. No, she's got to be bad at sex. The, this is the thing about lanky people. We've probably talked about this on the podcast before. But like they have so many angles. Yeah. You know, there's no way they're good at like, sex. What does that look like? Yeah, my older brother is underweight and so is his wife. And our younger brother one time was like, do you think when they have sets and their hip bones hit each other, it, like, makes sparks? (laughs) He's like, stop fucking your wife, Matt. You're gonna start a fucking fire. That's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, my God. In this home, we all made fun of our older brother. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just... Yeah, she can't be... Ever have been good at sex once. That's not what the horse said. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And I don't think anyone she's fucked has been good at sex. Okay. Harry Styles... Is probably bad at sex. Oh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston seems like he probably eats dead pussy. Okay. Is that fair? That's not necessarily being good at sex, though. No. But because he's weird. I feel like he has a long, skinny dick. Right. But he's good at eating pussy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So he's good at. Which is an important part of being good at sex. Yeah, but I just mean that's not indicative of, like, the rest of it. Like, you can be good at that and, like, still be, like, not overall good at sex. Yeah, but I feel like as a guy, if you're bad at eating pussy, it probably means you're bad at having sex. But you can also be good at eating pussy because you're bad at having sex. True. Right? That's true. I think it's usually yeah. that. Or because you just have a small dick. Yeah. Not necessarily because you're, you're bad, bad at sex. sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else has she been rumored to be involved with? Taylor Lautner? He seems like he is good at sex but he's like he pushes your head too much yeah when you're blowing him and you guys aren't doing like a hot face fucking thing yeah he's just like being a little aggressive he's just being a little bit aggressive when he's getting like you know a thursday afternoon blowjob yeah (laughs) okay Um, I feel like Taylor Swift doesn't fuck on her period, but then she calls guys misogynist for not fucking her on her period, even though she she doesn't want to because she thinks it's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. 
wasn't she rumored to be like involved with that like model chick which i definitely think is fake carly foss yeah oh yeah part of her hashtag squad yeah oh the original squad you're really really harming me forcing me to remember all the things that Taylor Swift did. I'm going to make my boyfriend wear one of those, like, I heart Taylor Swift t-shirts like she made Tom Hiddleston wear. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Calvin Harris. Bad at sex. Yeah, probably has coach dick. Oh yeah, big time. They probably never fucked. DJ stuff. Yeah. Like, he would be like, he couldn't get it up, so he would try and eat her pussy, but like, was doing a bad job. John Mayer definitely tries after sex. Ugh. Okay, John Mayer was also rumored to be involved with Katy Perry, right? Yes. I feel like Russell Brand mm. was good at sex. Yes. And you want <laughs> you know, want to know something I was thinking about recently? What? You know how Katy Perry did Circle the Drain about her relationship with B.O.B. Yeah. And he was an addict? Yeah. You think she married Russell Brand after that because he's famously sober? And yes. she was penduluming and looking for the complete opposite? I do. That's crazy. Yeah, because I think B.O.B. kind of, like, ruined her life a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Taylor Swift boyfriends. We're doing it. I promised myself I would never do it, but we're doing it. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal? Bad at sex. You think so? Yeah. Average. You think he's Not bad, but just, like, basic. Yeah, he's probably cut. I think he's cut in, like, five and a half inches. Yeah. Just very run of the mill. I think he's just, like, basic. 6.57 out of time. Yeah. At sex. At the most. Yes. XX. <laughs> 12 relationships and their songs. Oh, Joe Jonas. Bad at sex. Good now. Definitely. Bad at the time. Yes. Corey Monteith. Probably good at sex because he had that addict dick. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Dude, I, much to my embarrassment, was re-watching the first season of Glee the other day and I was like, wow, this cast really fell off. Oh, because their lives are all bad now? Corey Monteith's dead. The Mm -hmm. other main guy killed himself because he got convicted of possessing child pornography. Yeah. Uh, Naya Rivera has, like, six restraining orders against her for being psychotic. She's so hot, though. She's so hot. It's literally legal for her to be crazy. Yeah, she has restraining (laughs) orders against her for, like, hitting her boyfriend. (laughs) She's, like, crazy. Okay, I'm sorry. I take it back. DM me, though. Uh She's so hot. (laughs) And then I looked her up on Instagram, and she's had a boob job, and I was like, good for you. Oh, really? All of her photos are her in a bikini or her with her child. Okay. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne? Bad at sex. Okay. I feel like he's one of those stinny guys with, like, randomly a massive hog, though. I, but he probably doesn't know what to do with it. Okay. You just think every man is bad at sex. <laughs> he just ha- looks like he's bad at sex. Okay. Zach Efron? Probably, probably, like, not a generous lover. Yeah, okay. He's probably, like, okay. He's He, he like, rushes through foreplay. Right. You know? Yeah. He's just like, one second he's like kissing you with a closed mouth, and that second you got three fingers in you, and you're like, how did that happen? So is he then, sorry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, Tom Hiddleston. Okay, wow, we really got that's them, all huh? of them. Wow, I really, I really need to read a book. <laughs> Stop knowing so much about celebrity <laughs> gossip. Specifically Taylor Swift. All right. All right. Are we good? Yeah. Um, our new merch store just went up. Oh, yeah. It's dumbbitchmedia.redbubble.com, but the link is also in our Twitter bio. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. give us a look. There's t-shirts, mugs, notebooks, whatever, four designs. Check them out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.